0: Double mad and I'm not even going to hold you up probably some of y'all might be mad before it's all over with but praise the Lord I'm okay with that too because I'm telling you what he showed me this morning mm, This more are as many of you know we still do the the prayer uh, at uh, 12 midnight and during the prayer at 12 midnight um, 12 midnight 6 a.m and 12 in the afternoon this morning i i thought last night i had the message i had it wrote down i mean it looked good it preached good sounded good i was like okay praise the lord he said but i want you to i want you to change something he says because i'm going to show you and the church something today that's a that's an epidemic even greater than COVID. Greater than COVID. And I'm here to tell you, this message today will bless people who aren't in the body of Christ, but this message today is specifically to the body of Christ. It's something going on that's even more deadly than COVID. It's a bigger epidemic than COVID. I'm going to tell you in just a moment, I'm just waiting. This is what the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and the open of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might Be glorified. And they shall build the old ways, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. So, Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you for this opportunity in your word. We thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be in demonstration of spirit and power. Holy Spirit, you're already here. Continue to move up and down each and every aisle, touch each and every household. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Father, I covenant with you for miracles, signs, and wonders. Confirm your word preached right now in the name of Jesus. May you be glorified in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name we pray, let us all say Amen. amen. Now you asked the question, what can be a greater epidemic in the body of Christ than COVID? spiritual blindness spiritual blindness I'm like you mean outside of church Mm-mm. I'm talking about in my in, in, in many believers lives that you have what's known as spiritual blindness and we're gonna we're gonna walk it out this morning and he and he says he told me this morning he says now many people who are gonna hear this are gonna like oh about so-and-so. Oh, I really wish they would have been here to hear it. I really need that. Oh, boy. Oh, I wish they would have heard it. He says, if you're here to hear it, he says, or if you're here to watch it, or if you're here to listen to it, he says, I'm talking to you. Because in order for it to change, I'm going to need you to step up. I'm going to need you to step up your game. I'm going to need you to come out of your complacency. on In, in our 12 midnight um, 6 a.m. and 12 noon prayers over the last month where we've been talking about the fear of the lord and he says and people no longer fear me fear not fear like i'm afraid of god fear means they no longer reverence me they never they no longer have take great delight in my commandments they no longer reverence when they come into my presence we come into god's presence like we go going to our parents house no big deal hey god you know what's up man what up dude what up player yeah let me holler at you, boy, we get with you later. How many people would do that if, if the prime minister, you may not agree with any of his policies, but if he walked through the door, would show him reverence, just because of the position. But we don't treat God like that. We come to God any old kind of way. Psh, look, dude, I ain't brushing my teeth. I ain't taking no shower. I ain't even gonna cut my TV off. I'm gonna keep my, my phone right next to me in case somebody hit me up. I wanna get back with him. We don't reverence God like we like He expects us to. What like He tells us to. And we're surprised why when we go talk to other people about God, nothing happens. You think about this. People and they would pray, and immediately, bam, something would happen. We've been praying for six months. And you haven't seen a result. Something's not right. And, I'm, I'm, and he walked me through this from we got off that prayer at 1 o'clock to 3.30. We just walked down this path. This is what's going on. I was like, oh, okay, praise God. That would be an awesome message. Lord, I mean, the world really needs to hear it. He's like, you need to tell, I want you to go tell my church because they're no longer reverencing me. They don't fear me. Not fear like I'm afraid, fear I don't reverence God. We look at the children of, uh, uh, children in the Old Testament, children of Israel when they was in the wilderness and how Moses went up to get the 10 commandments and all that and, and while he was up there, Aaron who was a priest created a golden calf and in creating the golden calf, it caused those people to get off and begin to search, serve something that was not God. And they said, "This is the God who brought us out of Egypt." He says, "There's He says there's a lack of reverence, and whether what you don't reverence or what you don't honor and respect, you will dishonor." And we, we as a body of Christ, we have dishonored from the top to the bottom and it grieves my heart. If you wanna, if you wanna get sideways with me, dishonor God, don't reverence him. Don't reverence his house, don't reverence any, you can get sideways with me real quick. Now I'll I'll be repenting and asking God to forgive me And forgive you, but if you want to get sideways with me, disrespect God, disrespect God's house. And it it, it puts me in a whole different category with you. Because what you just told me is, you have become so complacent, so familiar with God, you no longer reverence him. And that's dangerous. Are you ready? You're interesting. Jesus told me to show you this, he says, for the Son of Man, in accordance to Luke chapter 19 and 10, he says, the son of man has come. He didn't say he was gonna come, he has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which is lost. Now that word, that that Greek word save there means sozo in the Greek, which means he came to save. He came to deliver or to protect. He came to heal. He came to preserve. He came to make whole. So Jesus says, I came to seek. I'm going to diligently seek after that which is lost in order to do what? To heal them, to deliver them, to preserve them, to make them whole. So if Jesus said that, why are we not seeing more people healed? Why are we not seeing more people made whole? Why are we not seeing more people delivered? Why are we not seeing more people set free? He says spiritual blindness. So if you want to know what spiritual blindness is, this is is what it means. Spiritual blindness is this. He says life can be seen as a rich and exciting adventure. But where we're headed on the journey depends on our spiritual sight. Having vision in the physical realm is what many people associate with the word sight. But spiritual vision is an completely different level. Most people drift along not even aware that they're spiritually blind, which is a tragedy. Spiritual blindness is. A lack of understanding what Jesus made available to all of us by faith so spiritual blindness is a lack of understanding of what Jesus made available to all of us by faith we will never have that kind of knowledge until we get born again but even born-again Christians can remain blind without constantly studying and meditating on the Word of God. So just because you're born again does not mean that you are not spiritually blind. It didn't say if you heard somebody what somebody else studied about. It says if you don't constantly study and meditate the Word of God, you individually, and many people have replaced what it is that the Bible says was something else. I don't have to study because so-and-so t- talk this message. They studied, and they got the message, so I'm gonna listen to what they got and then I'm gonna get it. That's not growing up. You're still spiritually blind because you have a revelation based off of what they said, not based off of what the word says to you. The other thing he was talking about, he goes on to say, he says, uh, Meditating on the word of God, Jesus is the only one who can open our blind eyes. And through his grace, he gives us spiritual insight because it says in Proverbs 28, 29 and 18, where there is no where there is no vision, the people perish. So where there is no vision, the people perish. Insight from God gives us the spiritual discernment and wisdom to realize that there is no way. We can always make the right call in every situation on our own. We need guidance from the Holy Spirit to do that. The world doesn't know God and therefore has no discernment to make wise decisions. To a level, a person's spiritual knowledge determines how they respond to the situation. So based off of your spiritual knowledge, your spiritual knowledge based off of The time you spent meditating in the word of God. It didn't say is it is a right word if so-and-so prophesies it. It didn't say it is a right word if so-and-so has preached it. It didn't say it was a right word if you heard your favorite preacher, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher say it. It says, what did the word of God say? And he says, that's why my people are, spirit. He, says, he, he clearly says it. He says, I want you to tell them, this is what I'm saying to them. The level of a person's spiritual knowledge determines how they respond to situations. It didn't say your head knowledge. It says your spiritual knowledge. And most people respond according to the way that they feel at the moment rather than by faith. So most people, when they have a situation or circumstance come up, they respond based off of their feelings, based off of their emotions. I got it one better than that. Based off of their experiences. Most people respond based off of their experience. Well, this happened to me, and so this is why I'm going to respond to that. It has nothing to do with that. Nothing. You say, how do you know that? Well, did you ever notice that whenever Moses... Whenever uh, Noah, whenever David went into battle, Joshua, what was the first thing thing that they did? They inquired of the Lord. Even though they were skilled leaders, David was a skilled warrior. Every single time he inquired of the Lord. He didn't call prophet so-and-so. He didn't go get on YouTube and see if prophet so-and-so said it. He inquired of the Lord Why? Because prophets have a snapshot Pastors You can hear a word from a prophet A pastor is the one who will help you Help to grow you up in the things of God So you can walk that thing out Most people don't do that They hear the word of a prophet And if a prophet didn't say it They don't receive it Prophets see parts Apostles see parts teachers, pastors, evangelists, everybody working together. But if you, if you make your decisions based off of what a prophet says alone, you are gonna get be misguided because you don't know how they got to that point. Well, I like that. It doesn't matter what you like, what did God's word say? What did Jesus say? Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Did you know when you hear something there's three different people who can be talking you can be talking out of your own spirit you can be hearing what the holy spirit says or you can be hearing what the adversary is saying disguised as an angel of light so three different people so if you don't have the word how are you going to how are you going to discern between who's doing the talking It could be you, it could be the Holy Spirit, or it can be the adversary disguised as an angel of light. You say, well, how do you know that people are are spiritually blind because they're not meditating and spending time in the word of God? Well, God says this. He says this in Hosea chapter four, verse six. He says, my people are being destroyed for their lack of knowledge. That word destroyed means perishing being overtaken because of their lack of knowledge. He says, and this is the reason why they're perishing and and being overtaken, he says, because you have rejected the knowledge that's made available to you. I don't want to hear that, so I'm not gonna receive it. I don't wanna, that doesn't apply to me, that applies to somebody else. Everybody in this house, online, and also, uh, he- hearing this message by podcast is, has an area that you are spiritually blind in. All of us do. It's called a blind spot. All of us do. So, why are you sitting there all pious? And not me. I'm the man or woman of God. You, especially you, because you're blind to pride. Did you know, he said this morning, I was right on my way back after I went back home to get the mic. He says, knowledge will puff you up. And he says, oh, that's good, Holy Spirit. He says, and the reason why people are spiritually blind is because they believe, because I have read it, because I have heard it, because I have it written down in my notebook, because I have it highlighted in my Bible, I am no longer spiritually blind. He says, you are spiritually blind until until you add one more piece to that you begin to do it it don't make no difference if you heard it if you're not doing it are you listening to me are you listening to the spirit of the lord because it's a oh, we, we only scratch the surface spiritual blindness that's a greater epidemic that's going on in the body of Christ. And this, is what, and this is why he's telling me to tell you all. He says, because if you want that situation to change, you are gonna have to get off your blessed assurance, AKA off of your behind and do something about it. You complaining, uh-huh, they don't wanna listen to the word. They don't wanna do this. They don't wanna do that. Well, hell, I wouldn't listen to you either. Cause it was so funny. June, yesterday I was outside talking to the neighbors yesterday. And the neighbors that we know are are people who we've known for two years, but we didn't know that they was gonna be our neighbors. But the daughter had heard about us. And I was telling her how when we deal with youth, we deal with youth like little young adults. And she was thrilled about that. And this is what I said, and a mama was standing there. I said, because the mama said, you know, I really wish my children would Be like their father you know man of integrity i said this i said let me share something with you they hear what you say but they watch what you do you can tell them you better pray you better read your bible you better get right with god you better operate according to the things of god you better operate in love but you don't do it they are going to do what they see you do not what they hear you say. You wonder why, man? I can't get nobody to say it. that's cause you mean. That's cause you judgmental. That's cause you hard-hearted. That's cause you hate them, and they know it. You ever? Know? Jesus was so smooth with his. He could speak the truth in love. And you know, the only people he offended was church folk. Spiritual blindness is a lack of understanding what Jesus has already made available to us by faith. Now the Holy Spirit said this through the apostle Paul writing a letter to Timothy. He says this these days was gonna happen. He says in accordance to first Timothy chapter four, verse one. Oh Lord, he says, The Holy Spirit distinctly and expressively declares that in the latter times. Some will turn away from the faith. Now, remember, this message is is people who aren't born again can benefit from it. But this message, he's talking to the church. You understand who he's talking to, right? The church. So if you have called upon the name of the Lord, he's talking to you. He says distinctly and expressly, he declares in a latter times that some will turn away from the faith, giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach. He says, through the hypocrisy and pretensions of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid people to marry, Teach them to abstain from certain kinds of foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and have an un- increasingly clear knowledge of the truth. So, in the latter times, everybody would agree, we are in the latter times. He says, in the latter times, this is what's going to happen. He says, people are going to begin to turn away. It did say that God turned them away. They turn away on their own. What did they turn away from? Faith. And what did they do? They begin to give attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. So people would begin to turn away from the truth and begin to follow out their doctrines of demons. Did it say? that God was the one who caused that to happen? Did it say that the information and the truth had no longer been preached, so they didn't have any other choice? They made a decision. And God is telling you this morning, you've got to make a decision. Who are you going to roll with? Do you know, I was was reading this, and he says something in accordance to Matthew chapter 6. I don't, I don't think I, well, I'm going to go to it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. And I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. and Because mo- most people who are in the body of Christ like, I don't even know why he's telling this to me because I'm not that person. Can I tell you a secret, though? Can I let you in on something? When they began to turn away from the truth, it was because they replaced the truth with something else. It said it was deluding. It said it was seducing. It said it was a doctrine. Doctrine means teaching. Uh, I'm at Matthew chapter six twenty-two. Yeah. So Matthew chapter six verse twenty-two. I'm going to show you how this happens. Matthew six twenty-two says this: the eyes of your spirit allow revelation. Light to come in So your eyes of your spirit of your heart Allows revelation light to enter in And what it does Is when you get the word of God It allows revelation Light to enter Into your spirit man So when you get the word of God In front of you and you're focused On on the word of God I'm not talking and I'm going to show You what God means when he says Keep my words in front of you He says, when the eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your heart, when I'm talking about your being, he's talking about your spirit man. So when your eyes, your spiritual eyes allow revelation light from the word to enter into your spiritual being, if your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. So if you don't have a whole bunch of stuff already on the inside, It allows for that revelation light to flood inside of you. Do y'all see that? When you don't have a whole bunch of stuff packed up inside of you, it allows revelation light to flood. He says, but if your heart or your eyes are focused on, it says here, money and 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 the passion, but it can be on anything the light cannot penetrate that darkness. Now in that darkness you say, what, what do you mean wickedness? No, it means other information, other knowledge, other teachings. Remember a doctrine is a teaching, is a formalized teaching. So if you got doctrine about healthcare, doctrine about politics, doctrine about this person's relationship, doctrines about this, and you have all that stuff clouded on, flooded on the inside of you. When the word of God comes in, if you don't make room for it, anybody ever try to park a car in the garage and there was already a car in the garage? Anybody ever tried to do that before? How many people were able to park, park that car in the garage if there was already a car parked in the garage? He says the same thing when it comes to the, to the things of this world. Remember how the word of God says and. In Matthew chapter Mark chapter 4, when we're talking about the sow or sowing the word. One of the grounds was thorny ground. Thorny ground is ground, it's still ground, I'm talking about your heart, but you sow the word into your heart. But that word gets choked out or twisted out because of deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things, and catch this one: the cares of this world. You have the word, but that word that you call yourself having because you're not spending as much time in the word as you spend in watching everything else. That cares of this world is beginning to choke out the word that you have and it becomes unfruitful. It does not produce. You heard it. You you brought your Bible. You opened it. He says, but because of the, you have allowed the cares of the world, he says that revelation light can't continue to flood into your heart and as a result of it, it can't penetrate that darkness because the darkness has taken its place. It's subtle, it's subtle. He says how profound will it be, will be the darkness within you if the light of truth cannot enter. So you got, and this is what people will call this, they call this the information age. And there's so much information that's readily available to you that you don't even realize that you are being taken away, taken away, taken away, drawn away, drawn away, drawn away, drawn away, drawn away away from the truth. And you don't even realize it because it's subtle. If you can tell me more about politics than you can tell me about the word of God, you, have, you are flooded. Yes, I understand what politics said, but this is what the word of God has to say concerning it. Yes, this is what the doctor said about this, but this is what the word of God has to say about it. See, I'm more flooded with what the word of God says. Well, it's kind of like a Twinkie. I don't know if you, I know none of y'all eat those Twinkies, but if you did, when you squeeze that Twinkie, guess what's going to come out? Whatever's inside that Twinkie is going to come out. If you want to know what, what you're flooded with, let somebody say something to you, and whatever's on the inside of you, the real you is what's going to come out. See people think, well, I, 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 I listened to the word. I've read the word. I've heard so-and-so pray on it. I prayed at prayer. I did such and such. He says, but if you are not flooded with the light of God's word and you spend more time flooding yourself with information, facts, data of what Joe Blow said or what sister so-and-so said and you don't get the word of God for yourself, you will be, you can be taken away off of course and don't even realize it. When will you realize it when you're in a test trial and tribulation and you don't know what to say or what to do? Spiritual blindness. He also goes on to say this. He says, okay, all right, okay, I got you. He said, "Now, first off, all, it talks about how people will, will begin to turn away from the faith, right? And they're going to replace the faith, what they once heard and believed, with deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. They're going to give their attention to it. It didn't say the devil made him do it. He can't make you do anything. Did you hear that? He can't make you do anything. They used to say back in the day, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't. You did it because it's what you wanted to do. Duh-uh, because I didn't want, I said, I, we said 1 John 1, 9, and we said we weren't going to do that no more and everything. But then we I went over to their, their house, and we was, like, net and then all of a sudden the lights was down low, and then my jam came on, and then she was smelling good, and I was smelling good, and then we... We kissed, and next thing I know, all my clothes fell off. No. I guarantee you, up until the, even before you got there, he was telling you, don't go. Don't go. I'm strong in the Lord, and the power of his might. Oh, your, your, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. Don't go. I can handle this. I've been going to church for 15 years. Okay, that's good Holy Spirit. He says one of the greatest things that people are, are spiritually blinded is pride. I got this. They ain't telling me what to do. I don't know who they think they are. Psh, better ask somebody. Shoot, I'm a child of the most high God. God be like, but I need you to do X, Y, Z. Find the devil, I ain't doing that. That goes against everything I think and everything that I believe. I need you to do this. Bind the devil. I'm greater. I'm as greater as he that's within me than he that's in the world. I'm telling you to do this. And because oh, that's good. he says, but, but because you're so flooded with other information, doctrines, and teachings, you can't discern between the two. I'm telling you to shift and you won't because you believe based off of your own facts, studies and information, you know what's right. And God is telling you, I'm telling you to do this because I'm telling you what's happening right now. Most people in the the body of Christ don't even realize it. The adversary is getting you so divided on issues and cares of the world, but he's, he's getting you to literally take yourself out of position and out of place from where God told you to be. He he said that to me this morning. He said so many people in the body of Christ are so caught up in all everything, all these cares that's going on with you know wars and rumors of war, and you know uh, th- about the, about COVID and about this and about that. He said they're so distracted by that they can't even hear me when I'm telling them I need you. But Lord, that that goes that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Are you walking by faith? Or are you walking by sight? I don't care what you say, preacher. I ain't going to do it. Ain't no sweat off my brow, baby. If you don't do it, that's between you and the Lord. I love you. Praise God. But when you call me to tell me that your situation is still jacked up, I'm going to tell you, what did the spirit of the Lord tell you? You're spiritually blind. And you won't receive anybody's correction. And you won't receive anybody's instruction. And you're wondering, why am I still going through the same thing? I am telling you why. Because you, how can we say it in a lovingly truthful way? You concrete cranial, a.k.a. hard-headed. And all of us in some area or another are concrete cranial. But not after today, because he's telling us, "I'm telling you, this is what's going on." So, I told y'all that part of the issue. Let's start talking about what's the solution, because y'all know we only get 13.5 minutes with me talking about your issue. Because the rest, I mean, I got scriptures for days. We won't be able to get it all today, but we can preach on this for the rest of the month, and still we can preach on this to the rest end of this year. And still not exalt everything he said he said i'm telling you this is what's going on and i'm telling you to go tell my people because in order for this to change you got to get off your behind and do something you cool that's great now get off your behind and do something go down there and tell your neighbor let me help you bro and guess what you got to do with them you got to walk them through it just like god is walking you through it it's not a one time. I wish, man, I could just go in my house and go get that revelation stick and just bust you right upside your head with it so you can get it. But it don't work that way. When, ooh, that's good. He says, even when you get the first revelation about it, he says, that's initial revelation. There's more to it. When revelation like comes, it reveals something to you, but it, that's only the starting point. And he says but for most believers that's where they stop they got a revelation and they did that thing but they never did anything else after that and they're wondering it's changing he says i'm telling you why now remember i said people are going to begin to turn away from the truth and begin to walk out the doctrines of demons right now he told me to tell you it's spreading, this epidemic is spreading like a fire. How many people know you, it only takes one spark to start a fire? Like that, those fires out there in BC right now? Person let one fire, what did it do? It, it once it caught fire, it began to blaze and it blazed and, it, and it's burning up acres of land. Houses and everything in its path and He says And that's the same thing that's happening here He says You think Well I've been in church for a long time I've studied I've got my degree Does it, Doesn't mean anything Because it only takes one spark Of doctrine That you get a hold of And no matter what anybody else says You will not yield you won't yield. I don't care what you say. I, this is what I believe. I'm not yielding. This is what I believe. This is what I believe. I'm not going to back down. This is what I believe. I'm telling you, you need to do something. New, but I won't, i don't want to do that, Lord, because this is what I believe. Second Timothy chapter four, verse two says this. It, it continues to talk about the issue, but it talks about it begins to talk about the solution. He says, I'm reading out of Amplified, 2 Timothy chapter two, Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, says this. Hurled and preach the word. What did it say? Hurled and preach your belief. Hurled and preach what so-and-so prophesied. Hurl and say what so-and-so said. No, hurl and preach or proclaim the word of God. He says, keep your sense of urgency, stand by, be at hand and ready. Whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable, whether it is convenient or inconvenient, whether it is welcome or unwelcome, you are, as a preacher of the word, a preacher of the word, a preacher of the word, are to show people in what way their lives are wrong and convince them rebuking and correcting, warning and urging, and encouraging them, bringing unflagging and unexhaustible in patience and teaching. What is he telling you? As a preacher of the word of God, as ministers of the gospel, as ministers of reconciliation, your responsibility is to, is to teach people the word that will bring about correction and rebuking, in patience, in patience, in patience, and love and teaching. If you are condemning, they are not going to receive from you. Your family won't receive from you. If you hate people, you cannot minister to that person. And you are you are not operating according to the love of God. Because God says, if you say you love me, but you hate your brother, whom you who you see every day, he says, You are a lie, and the truth is not in you. You cannot say you love God and hate your neighbor. You cannot say you love God and hate your boss. You cannot say you love God and hate your cousin. You cannot say you love God and hate your president, a prime minister, a a queen, or whatever the case may be. He says, it's impossible. He says, because if you say that you are in Christ, then the love of God is supposed to be operating in your heart. And you cannot minister to people who you already have have a preconceived judgmental view of that you hate. I'm not taking it back. And I'm at 1448 if you won't come see me, cause it's the truth. He says, I'm telling you preach the word. That's why you gotta spend time in the word. Cause if you don't, when you spend time in the word, you know what the word begins to do? It begins to wash, it begins to wash, wash, that old way are thinking out of your head but when you don't i can tell if you ain't spending no time you don't don't i don't, I don't care who you told me you listen to if you are not spending i can tell if you spend time in the word or not how because when you spend time in the Word, it softens your heart when you spend time in the word it changes how you respond to people because in order to when every time you're spending time with the word you're spending time with Jesus. You're spending time with God. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. How? Through your knowledge of, Jesus, of God. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. How? Through the knowledge. Of Jesus Christ. So if you are spending time in the word. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Peace And if you have a prayer life If you have a prayer life And you're praying in your own known tongues Guess what it's also doing That love of God is being shed abroad in your heart By the Holy Spirit So if I want to locate you I I ain't got to go to your house All I got to do is just watch what's going on in your situation And I can tell One, are you spending time in the Word Two, are you spending time in prayer And three If you're spending time in the Word Are you doing it You ain't gotta be a rocket scientist, or it, I can tell which information you're being flooded with. Are you more flooded with the concerns and cares of this world, or are you more concerned and flooded with the things of God? And you don't have to be a rocket scientist. All you got, you ain't gotta be super. You ain't gotta be super deep. All you gotta do is watch. When I see stuff going on in, with me or in my house. I don't go check Minister Jewin. I don't go talk to Maximus. I don't go talk to nobody else. I go straight to the Father. I'm like, Father, where am I missing it? If I see stuff going on in this house, in the, in the, in the building, I, I go to the Father. Father, where are we missing it? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I, prayed, I, I was praying about y'all this week because I led on the prayer altars this week and I asked him that question and this is what he said. You have left your first love. I said what's going on with the people. I mean you know Lord. I mean you know. People come in and do, do do. He says they have lost their first love. They have replaced their first love. With something else. What? I used to be their first love. Not me but. The father. He said I used to be your first love. He says But then you begin to get so puffed up with knowledge and information that you have lost your first love and begin to look to something else other than me. I didn't say, but Lord, I simply said, Father, I repent. That's what he said to, to, to the church at Ephesus. You have lost your first love. And he says, that's how people end up in spiritual blindness, because you have left your first love. He says, after your warning and and teaching, he says, for the time is coming when people will no longer tolerate, endure, sound and wholesome instruction, but have an ears itching for something pleasing and gratifying. They will gather to themselves, one teacher after another, to a considerable number, chosen to satisfy their own liking and to foster the errors they hold. So when you get tired of hearing sound teaching, you will find people who only teach about the stuff you like. It's like going to a buffet. I know none of y'all go to a buffet, but back in the day, when you used to be able to go to a buffet, you go to a buffet and you get, you load your plate up with the stuff that you like. If you don't like no Brussels sprouts chewing, then don't put no Brussels sprouts on my plate. If you know I don't like asparagus, don't put asparagus on my plate. Don't look at me with them judgment eyes, I see. So, But how many people know you need the asparagus? How many people know you need Brussels sprouts? How many people know you need a cabbage? The very thing that you run from is the very thing that you need in the word. I don't wanna hear that. I want somebody else to read the word to me. That's not what he said. He said, you keep the word in your eyes you let the word come out of your mouth. Not hearing somebody else, you do it. Why? Because when you, you got the words in your eyes, you got the words coming out of your mouth, you got the word going into your ear, you're three times more likely to get the word than just hearing one person say it. Because you will believe what you say before you believe what somebody else says. And I don't care who said it man go like we told when we was at um, Mountain of Fire, fact check me. That's why we give you the address. Go back and read for yourself. Because even here, you're only gonna get a snapshot. You're not gonna get the whole thing. Or you'll get a snapshot, but you won't get how God wants you to apply it to your life or the area that you need to apply it in your life. He says, they're gonna turn aside from hearing the truth and wander off into myths and man-made fictions, he says it is going to happen. It didn't say it might happen. It's going to happen. So why is that a why? What's that? What's that got to do with me? Because God told you your part of it at the very beginning. Preach the word. Proclaim the word. Proclaim the word in. Love. How do you stop being spiritually blind? Stop rejecting the word of God. How do you stop being spiritually constipated? Flush all that other garbage that you've been spending all your time on YouTube and Facebook and this research paper and that research paper trying to get all the information. I'm not saying don't be stupid about it, but I'm saying if you're spending more time with that, then you're spending with God in his word. You are out of balance and you are blind to what's really going on. Well, there's a conspiracy going on. No, no conspiracy. Jesus told you all these things was going to happen. The only conspiracy is the one that's going on in your head because he told you all these things was going to happen. But you're so conv- so f- filled with that information that you are blind to the fact of what he's telling you to do in order to save people from it. Guess what it's not? Beating them down, telling them you're stupid if you go get that shot. You're dumb if you go do that. But if their faith, if that's where their faith level is at, then you cause them to get into conflict. If you get the shot, praise God. If you don't get the shot, praise God. I'm not your Holy Spirit. Food can hurt you. Do you know the stuff that's in your food today is not the stuff that was in your food five years ago? Have you ever heard of, what is it called? Genetically GMO? Genetically modified organisms in your food today, right now? And you don't know what they genetically modified it with. It's in your food today. Is in vegetables. Is in fruits. Is in meat. I'll tell you one. Watch out for that corn. Wheat, dairy, chicken—all that, that barnyard pimp. Yep. Watch out for it. I'm telling you. It's in there today. You don't know what's in it. You know what they put on the label, but half that stuff you can't—you don't know where it comes from. It's in there right now. So, don't be spiritually blind. You said, "Well, what do you do, Pastor, Apostle? What do you do when people are spiritually blind?" I pray this prayer for you, and according to Ephesians chapter one, and this is where we pray. This is where we're going to stop. It says. Father, I pray that you will grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened that we may truly know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe according to the working of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ When you raised him from the dead and you set him at your own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might, above every dominion and every name that is named. Father, I thank you right now that you place all things under his feet and you've given him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, which filleth all in all. What did I just say? Father, give us revelation give us insight let our eyes be flooded with the light a revelation light of what is your true hope and calling for us let our eyes be open don't let us be flooded with darkness to be flooded with the cares of the world be flooded with all these political and medical and all these other opinions Father, you are the final authority. Even if so-and-so says X, Y, Z, Father, what do you say? When you pray over your food, what do you say? Father, I I declare that no sickness or disease shall come to me or my family as a result of partaking of this food. Why? Because you have a scripture to stand by, not because of your your, 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 your religious position, but you have a scripture that says, if I take any daily thing, it shall not harm me. People are taking all kinds of medications today and they don't know everything that's in it. Don't get pigeonholed because I, we know leaders right now who, who painted a brush about a position that they had and then stuff came out from the government. This is what you, you got to do. And they backed, backed themselves into a corner. If you take the shot, I don't take the shot. You're welcome at night. Pastors are telling people, if you don't take the shot, you can't come to church. They're also telling people, hey, if you if you're taking a shot then you don't have faith, both of you are wrong. What did the spirit of the Lord tell you? Someone once said that Jesus would have took the shot. I said you are lying because Jesus would need to take no shot. But he also. If somebody doesn't have the faith, and this is where people get it wrong, everybody does, you can't talk to everybody at your level because everybody's not at your level. Because you say you're concerned about fear. You know what happens? As soon as you tell them what it is that that shock is going to do to them and they don't have the faith that you have to stand on that, you just open up a door of fear to them. They don't know what to do. You did not help them. You hurt them. What did God tell us to do? Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word only. Preach the word only. Preach the word only. Because let me ask you this, if God tells this person, hey, you know, uh, Lord, this is what I'm believing, this is what I'm thinking, because just as many people say, well, you know, if you really had faith, you wouldn't do that. And then somebody else will come back and say, if you have faith, you would know that whatever is going on, that God is, will protect you from X, Y, Z. So who do you listen to? Listen to the Holy Spirit. My opinion doesn't mean anything. If you don't have peace with what it is I say. So that's why here, we don't give people to, we don't give people my opinion. I just tell you what the word says. You make a decision what you gonna do with it. Oh, you yeah, listening to me. Every head bowed, every, I'm telling you, 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 in the next, before this month is out, you're, Who who you rolling with? You are going to find out for sure who you rolling with. Not what you say, not what you think. You are going to find out who you really rolling with. So that's why God is telling tell the church now. You guys have been spiritually blind, but I'm going to show you how to get out of it. It starts with a decision. It starts with a decision. Now, does that mean I agree with everything that the government is doing and say so you got to do this and you got to have this and you got absolutely not. But. We be led by Holy Spirit. That's what I'm saying to you. be led by the Holy Spirit. I heard, I read a platform this week talking about if you don't support, if they called it anti-abortion, if you're anti-abortion, then they will take your, they can, they wanna take your charity status away from you. So what you're saying is if I don't don't agree, if I don't say that our organization agrees then you want to take my charity status away from me? Dude, I didn't get in this for no charity status in the first place, but I'm not going to buy, because see, why would I, wouldn't, why would I not sign up for that package? Because it's not about political views, it's about what does the word say? What does the word say about that? Don't shed innocent blood thou shall not murder. That's why I wouldn't take that, that's why I wouldn't sign up for that package. It has nothing to do with my political views. I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a, independ- I'm not a, a liberal, I'm not a conservative, I'm not an NDP, I'm a citizen in the kingdom of God and I vote based on the Bible, Amen. period. Amen. Not, I don't care what Dr. So-and-so said, I don't care what Sister So-and-so said, what, does the bible tell me about this situation and that's how i vote so if you want to know how to vote look at every candidate look how they vote because just because they're in a party doesn't mean they they vote that way just because they're in the party doesn't mean they vote that way and that's all i'm gonna say you're gonna have to do your own homework just read between the lines. Just because they're in the party doesn't mean they vote that way. On all platforms. Because you got some liberals who vote more conservative and some conservatives who vote more liberal. So research the person. Get your Bible out. Research the their positions and then ask the Holy Spirit to show you in the word I get a strong concordance and find out what does the Bible say about this what does the Bible say about that and see which one of them line up with that and whichever one lines up the closest with that then you vote for that individual did you hear what I just said I didn't say across the whole platform I said you vote for that individual that's how you vote Your Bible, what they say. Who lines that with the word? All right. Now, we talked about spiritual blindness. All that stuff that's going on right now with COVID and the vaccine shot, whatever you want to call it, passport, the special election, all that is is noise to clog your heart so you can't let the revelation light of God's word get on the inside of it. and you are fought, oh that's good he said and the church is falling forward hook line and sinker and the adversary knows that you're so busy watching this hand that you ain't paying no attention to that hand and he's robbing you blind he says you're constipated So some of y'all need to have a movement. So that's why we have the scrubs on today, so we can help y'all receive your healing today as you have your movement to flush all that other stuff. I flush. This is is, is spiritual fiber. It's going to flush all that other trash out to make room so you can receive the word of God. So the word of God is near you. In your heart and in your mouth, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. But with the heart of man believes unto the righteous, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So all of us, all of us have been spiritually blind in some area. But we found out today we don't have to remain that way. And how do you change that? It's simple. The way that you change it is simply as getting the word of God on the inside of you. Begin to allow the word of God to change change how you think and how you see things. And what are we going to stand on? We're going to preach the word of God only. We're going to meditate on the word of God only. When? Day and night. We're going to keep it in our eyes. We're going to let it come out of our mouth. We're going to let it go into our ears, which means we're going to have to pick it up, and we're going to have to read it. We're going to have to put it in front of us and begin to read it. And as we've already prayed, that you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what the hope of His calling. Now if you've never made Jesus the personal Lord of yours your Lord and Savior we want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. It's the easiest thing you could do and it's then I'm going to lead you into this prayer and this prayer is only the beginning it's not the end and this is how it goes. Dear Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. In, the Jesus, in the name of Jesus I do believe, I do believe. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. I repent of sin. I'm sorry, Lord. I receive your offer of forgiveness. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your love. Flush all the darkness, all that old information out of my heart. Let me be flooded with your light right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, and if you have prayed that prayer for the very first time, we want to welcome you into the body of Christ. Welcome you back into right relationship with God. Welcome you back into right fellowship with Him. <laughs> Man, it's this, that's, but remember, that's only the starting point. Many people get a revelation, of what the, the first revelation, but they don't build off of what they heard. And as a result, by Thursday, you get lumped upside your head again because you have let slip what it is that you heard on Sunday. So what you gonna have to do? You gonna have to go back and, and watch this again. You're going to have to go back and watch, even if you just go back and listen to it again on the podcast and write the addresses down so you know how to become a doer of the word and not a hearer only, deceiving yourself. So God brought this to me to bring it to you. And this is only the the starting point there. Like I said, we can preach on this this subject until the end of the year and never exhaust what he's already said. Spiritual blindness is not believing. Spiritual blindness is, is a lack of understanding of what Jesus has already made available to us. And when we get into the rest of it, you're gonna see how many areas that the adversary has been robbing you blind because you, he's ha- kept you distracted. Because you've been distracted, but not after day. So on behalf of Minister Juin and myself and the entire Ignite to Life Brigade, we want to thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye bye.